there. Come in, sit a while. Warm your hands by the hearth. You're listening to the Inside Outlands podcast. All right, so I am your host, Mind Trip, and with me today is co-host Nate Ryle. Hey, what's going on? Hey, not too much. I'm playing some UO. Gotta love the UO. Guesting today, we have Papa Carl from uh, the Beard Brothers, Guild Leader and um, Twitch Extraordinaire. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, this is our uh, the only professional Twitch. No, I think there actually are other Twitch streamers. Your show is definitely popular. It is pretty popular. I don't know if I'd say professional, though. <laughs> it's uh, it's the best UO Outlands has to offer, I think. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. So, um, Papa Carl, let's hear about um, your um, journey into Ultima back in the day or whenever you started and um, how Beer Brothers formed and whatever else you'd like to share about yourself. Um, so my journey into Ultima started, I was at Walmart with my mom, God, when I was a kid. I don't remember how old I was. I think it was like 1999, 2000. And we were walking around and we saw a disc for um, maybe it wasn't Walmart. It was Third Dawn is when I originally first got really into it. My old man played it way back in the day and I'd always jump on his account and fart around. But when he brought it home on the Third Dawn disc, um, it was it was pretty cool because I was old enough to where I could play it. My old man didn't really care if I played it or not. So I jumped on and logged on and started just playing Ultima. I had no idea what was going on, but I remember playing Ultima, you know, Ultima 6, Ultima 7, Ultima 8, and um, really just loving the world that it was. And then getting onto this game that was all of that combined. Like you had the virtues, you had, um, there was Lord British. It was just a really cool experience for me. Uh, so I got all my friends together and we all played uh, Ultima Online together, running around. And we played all the way through probably 2002, um, like almost every day. Uh, I never actually got rid of my official UO account. I still have it. Um, the uh, I can't remember how many months I've been subscribed to that thing, but for some reason I can't let that go. The You're still subscribed to it? I'm still subscribed to Ultima Online. <laughs> oh, yes. wow. Yeah, so it's been you, one of those have your things. house and everything too. My house is still there. I still have the castle out there. Wow. Um, Beard Brothers never actually got formed on the official servers. It was uh, wasn't until Ancorp two that the Beard Brothers officially got started. But we, I tried streaming before, and if you look at my stream history, I used to play uh, first person shooters. I think my first game was Stalker, and I That's never gotten. It's a great game, man, but no one wanted to watch it. No one wanted to watch this dude play this game. So one day I was like, fuck it. You know, what? I'm done. I'm done trying to play games that people want to watch. I'm just going to play a game that I want to play. And then if people want to come watch, that's cool. And I ended up watching um, or reading on uh, Reddit was a ton of people about you and Corp 2, UO and Corp 2, how awesome it was and all the hate that it was generating. And people were pissed about how good and Corp 2 was. So I was like, fuck it, I'll join on that. I'll play free shard and here we go. And uh, I just kind of jumped into it and I had no idea about the rule set. I didn't know about any of the special abilities, any of the drama. I just jumped into it and that's where the Beard Brothers started was on uh, Ancorp 2. Yeah, you're the second guest we had on that that spent a lot of time on that server. I don't know anything about it. 
Um, I, I know a lot about real pork. That's kind of where I got my start. Is it similar? Um, you know, honestly, shard. I never played much on Relpore. Relpore had the smaller map, right? Yes. Yeah, it did. Um, so Ancorp kind of had a, the only thing that was really, in my opinion, really special about Ancorp was it had no mounts. It was a, it was a mountainous system. Um, so everywhere you go, you were on foot. Yeah, it's the same as Relpore. It had no mounts too. Wasn't it? If you could, But you could be on roads on uh, Relpore, right? I think right. Relpore 2 you could be. I'm not sure about 1. Yeah, um, but yeah, faster travel when you're on a road. Okay, cool. Much smaller map in the in the crossroads where PvP happened all the time. Never, never got onto. I ran into some medical issues and I had to stop streaming uh, on Ancorp. And the Beard Brothers kind of dissolved on Ancorp too. And it was wasn't until about eight months ago that the Beard Brothers started re, re uh, coming back up. So. So did, did you bring them back together for Outlands only or are you you were playing it elsewhere? No, I just came back for Outlands. Uh, I started streaming again when I saw all the hype. I was following it for a while um, while I was in the hospital and I was like really excited for it. it was really cool. And I was really starting to like want to get going on to it. But I just I didn't know if I wanted to commit to streaming. And then eight months ago, I can't remember when in, I just saw something that was cool. I think it was they finally launched some more of the dungeons and i was like fuck dude i gotta get into this dude i gotta like get on here and play and i started doing it and man loved it so how long ago was it when you were on Ancourt? oh god that had to be two years ago probably okay so not too long though no not too long um it was unfortunate having to stop streaming for the beard brothers it was probably one of the coolest things that we had i had so much fun on those old streams uh, most of those are recorded on my youtube channel and it is uh it, it was probably one of the best experiences of my life running that that misfit band of adventurers it was great yeah i guess we should say um nate and i are in the guild with you yeah uh, you guys are nate got in first he was like hey this is a cool guild i'm like whatever <laughs> sign me up so um i just kind of fell into it nate did a little more research than i did yeah i mean you guys are are pve only Correct. your primary focus and i am really freaking new so <laughs> I, I typically when i get a new mmo I, I go straight to the pvpers get in their guild have them show me what's going on but I'm, unlike some of the other games like i did that with arcade i did it with a couple other games but euro is pretty overwhelming and and hard to get into as a new player with zero nostalgia so mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to approach it a little more laid back and, uh, you know, do dungeons, learn the game, learn the client without all the stress of what I know the PVP environment brings <laughs> someone yelling at you or why'd you heal me? Why'd you drop the spell, you know, or, or all the crazy tactics you had to do. So yeah, you dropped at the wrong time or yeah. Yeah. So I figure I'll, I'll take a more laid back approach and then, dive into pvp later and and i mentioned this last time but i think what i'll do is do the the faction warfare stuff you know and i'm not object to pvp in itself um the biggest thing with the beard brothers is we want to help everybody you know pvp is part of the game conflict is part of ultima um to be able to say that we're not going to pvp is just not saying you're going to participate in part of the game um to factions are great and what they did on uh 
Outlands is a fantastic thing. You know, they they made it a great, uh, an easy way for everyone to kind of join in. And if you're in a guild like us that is a PVM guild, but you want to do factions, that's fine. You're more than welcome to. And I will participate in PvP uh, duels, the arena. I'm just notoriously bad. And I don't want to have that pressure on anyone in the guild that they need to do that. Yeah, you guys kind of have a stance where you're not going to go out PvPing. Right. If it come if it comes to you, if it comes in your dungeon or or at a uh, at an interesting point, uh, what's the uh, the corrupted shrines, um, something like that, you you'll engage with it. But you're not going to go out on a roam and try to find people to kill. Nope we will we will never go hunting reds. We will never go trying to find anyone to randomly murder. Uh, but we what we will do is we will stand our ground. You know we're no pushover. We're a very large guild with a lot of experienced players. Um, if you are trying to cause us grief, that's we'll stand our ground and we'll push back. Yeah, I mean, the first thing I've noticed too is the guild does work together. There's a, it's a really helpful environment, really open and welcome. Yeah, it's um, Ultima such has such a complex thing to it, and there's a lot of people here that have. I'm trying not to say a. Oh, how did Owen put it? There's a lot of. Um, People judge you for a lot of builds or, you know, will uh, critique you on everything. And there's a lot of hate that can go around if you do a certain thing or play a certain way. And that's not what I want. I want to make a guild that's open and uh, available for everyone to come and hang out um, and to just experience, in my opinion, the greatest game that was ever made. I mean, heck, it's what, 20 years old this year and or 21 years old this year. And here we are. Yeah. Yeah, we're all still playing this this crazy game instead of like what came out this week, Red Dead Two. Red Dead Two, yeah. Uh, yeah, all of my gaming buddies are playing Fallout seventy six tonight, and you know I'm on a podcast talking about Outlands with you guys. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> no, it's like uh, I was talking before the stream or the podcast, and uh, I just got Metal Gear Solid, and I'm pumped for, to play it. But here we are, Ultima Outlands, twenty year old game. But man, I fucking love this thing. It's so great. You know, there there is a real, it, it's a true statement that just because a game is old, it was great then and it's great now. And you just have to have the patience to get over the learning curve and, and readjust to the uh, the old client. That's something that the Beard Brothers, I wanted to make sure is that we help people with that. Um People getting back in it that played it back in the day or people that are just seeing it now because uh, pixel graphics are really in and also has that kind of pixely graphics style. And I wanted to make sure that the guild that we have accepted everybody all walks of life. You play one day a week. You got a family. doesn't matter, man. Come in and have fun with us that one day and then let's go. Let's not make a game. That's, let's not make this game any harder than it needs to be. So we had launch day. Uh, yeah. All the crazy shenanigans of launch day. Before we talk about what we did, I've not noticed a lot of PvP yet, and I'm wondering if it's coming. I guess everyone's hammering their builds, and it's taking longer than it usually does because the server's a little slower skill-wise. So is next week in the dungeons going to be hell? or Because <laughs> I've been able to PvE pretty unharmed. I had one or two encounters that were pretty harmless, and I'm wondering if the the ganking is going to start rolling out here real soon. I don't know what yeah. to expect, basically. 
No, nah, you should. This is my first server launch. I've never been on part of a server launch before, but knowing just from my, you know, just talking with other people that I've made friends with and other guilds, um, they're basically skilling up. They're basically getting, uh, getting up in the, um, their skills. So that way they can actually take on some people and also their gear. I would expect in the next couple of weeks, the PKing is going to get a little harder or you're going to start seeing groupings. Um, but it's even more important of just making sure that you stay in a guild and stay in a group to kind of prevent that from happening. So like I, I watched your stream the other day. Uh, you had eight, 10 guys and you're going through um, Amissary. What's the, oh, the Montezalem. Yes. And, and then you, yeah, after that, you lost a guy or two and then you went to Inferno. Mm-hmm. So, and you're all on PVE build. I think you're all on your your early game warrior builds. Mm-hmm. So let's say a group rolls in to to kill all you. What do they need to take down a group like that? Just <laughs> more members than free. Yeah, just wait for you to be you know weak on something. And yeah, so a lot of and I'm probably gonna kill myself by telling like how people do this. But the easiest way to get rid of a mob like a group of us is one person. If you go and you pull a mob. And then you bring it into the group and then you run past the group and then you hide once you're out of range. And then when they're fighting that group, then you come in, you grief them a little bit and you run out. There's a guy when we were on beta and I was streaming called Bounty Hunter. And oh my God, this guy was a man. This guy could wreck us. One guy could take out at least eight of us because he would go and he would run into um groups of like mobs that we were trying to fight that were strong it would take a lot and then he would pull them into us run through hide so the aggro would come onto us then while we're in the middle of fighting it he would come in and start hitting us making us you know scatter trying to find out what's going on and dude this guy has attacked us three four times i don't know who he is but he's really good at pvp yeah that sounds uh like a nightmare yeah it's not a nightmare it's just it's part of that game it's just what makes it awesome is those interactions that you get with people it's the experience that you have and you know i don't death doesn't bother me i die in ultima and i just laugh at it half the time um there's a joke on my stream that half the time when you're watching it it's me in the death window because i'm just always running back to a healer but i have no fear of it i always run forward and you know i'm the i want to be the first one in battle but it's part of the experience and same with murders it's that's part of it, but it's the same. You just have to have a good family, good guild to go with. So yeah, it sounds like you're one of those rare, not rare, but one of the PVE that uh, likes a harsh game world, a harsh environment where there's a little bit of challenge and risk to, to your actions. And I think Ultima, at least the shard definitely going to give that to us. Oh yeah. I'm just, I'm curious though, how, how what the disparity between the builds are, and we're out there in our PVE builds. You know, how much can we fight a PVP group rolling in on us? If that's even a possibility, the it is a complete possibility. I mean, even like my main Dexter, if we take Reno here, um, he has resist and parry. If you just have resist or even parry on a build, you'll be able to function in a PVP battle. Resist spells is going to be a very necessary thing to survive on a PVE side i guess you would say but it's not necessary if you have the proper healing um if you also use have pots on you to where you can heal um and you can heal through poison then it's going to help out a lot 
Okay. Okay. Maybe it won't be so bad. I think my Dexter build right now does have both resist and parry. I don't know that I'll keep it all the way, but I honestly wouldn't fret it too much. I, a lot of people, it's the anxiety I think that gets to people and that threat of someone coming. But in my God, I've been playing every day since launch day, at least 10 to 12 hours a day. I, I've been ganked twice. I've seen other people that have tried, but if you fight back, usually either they'll run away because they realize like you're not going to fight. But half the time when they attack you, unless they're like a professional PKer, they're going to run. I mean, plus it's all replaceable. Like you just go get a new set of gear and go back out. Yeah, exceptional gear in the game is really, really good. So magic items are easy to come by. I mean, there's already at our guild house, we have tons of them. So if you lose something, it's not a big deal. Now, we do have the aspect gear in the game. No one's wearing it yet. And it, it can be blessed one time. So you can die in it once mm-hmm. a, a day. So that'll be interesting when a lot of these uh, people are out there in dungeons with their aspect gear and they get rolled over once. Do you, do you take it back out again? I <laughs> wouldn't. Do you, or do you <laughs> so, it? so you're saying it comes it comes with a, um, a bless or you have to use bless deed or what? So it comes part of it after you create the aspect gear it um if i'm correct every 24 hours it'll bless itself back again yeah so you get one chance with it a day i guess you could have more than one suit right that, yeah you can have one of each aspect you can have every aspect i'm sure you could have five of everyone so you just go jamming in the bank if you get killed just come back and roll another one but that's that risk reward you know is the better your gear is, the stronger you are. Like you can fight off someone better, but when you die, it's that much more painful. Looks well, like Owen's trying to crash your uh, interview here. He likes <laughs> to talk. Now I'm joking. Uh, we did a we did a question from a uh, parasite Cletus. He says, "I think uh, I heard Papa has kids. What is it today <laughs> to get my son started lumberjacking mining for me?" Um, you know what? I'm going to say probably four. As soon as they can click a button, they're pretty good. Get them set up on a good macro, man. You're able to rock and roll. <laughs> what's your, what's your conversion rate for gold to, um, you know, pennies or dollars? Oh, to he, pennies or dollars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he gets out of his chores. So if he's mining for me, he gets out of his chores. I've got a pretty good story. Uh, I, I had taught my son how to mine and Eve. This must've been eight years ago. And, uh, so I had I taught him how to undock, how to get to the belt, how to mine, and and mainly how to just drag the ore from my ship over, right? And then I think mm-hmm. I, so I walked away. I was making dinner a couple of weeks later. He's been doing this for a couple of weeks, and he had to be four or five. And I had a jump freighter, which is I don't know, a, a immensely expensive ship, the, the most expensive thing I owned. And he undocked in that sucker in low sec. And, oh no. Uh, freaked out oh no put dinner down ran <laughs> over there cool about it you know i couldn't yell at a four or five year old but i got a dock back up and everything was cool nate yells yeah. on the inside yeah. <laughs> so yeah be careful what you show him i guess you will he's on a tune you know just don't teach him how to log in a character i guess <laughs> yeah right yeah it's, he luckily he can't type very well and he's just learning his letters uh so he's good at captchas because he knows numbers but he he can't spell yet, so I don't think he can log out of my tunes quite yet. Oh yeah, you Outlands, I guess they got to be old enough to count. Yep, got to <laughs> be able to count. <laughs> so technically, it's not AFK macroing Owen. I'm just saying he he can count and he can read it, so he knows what he's doing. 
<laughs> All right, let's talk about launch. So sure. I know uh, you guys had a pretty good plan at launch, and I made the first hour. I think mine trip was there about eight hours of it. You were there all day, Carl. So uh, 14 hours, I think I logged on the first day, 14, 15. Yeah, it's crazy. So how did uh, how did Beard Brothers turn out? Beard Brothers did great. I, I can't say how much how happy I am to have the guild that, or the people that are in my guild. Um, in the first four hours, first, I think it was four hours, we had our first house down. Um, within six hours, we had our second house down. And then within the first day, we had our guild stone down. Um, it was a huge group effort and I cannot thank every one of my beard brothers that participated in that enough. Um, we don't exist without the members that are inside of our ranks and I'm no better than any one of them. It's just, they are the ones that helped me achieve the goal for us. And we started because of that start, we have an amazing foundation for the rest of the game. Yeah. The, I think we are the first guild. We are the first guild on the shard. Yeah, we are the first guild on the server. Um, Beard Brothers had the first tags. 10,000 gold for a guildstone, right? Um, 50,000 gold for the guild title and then 10,000 for the guildstone. Holy shit. Yeah, no wonder we were the first guild. We're the only idiot for that down day. (laughs) (laughs) Third house or something. I know it seems really weird, but people, it's that guild that's that camaraderie. It's that togetherness that they love. And, you know, a guild that puts that dedication to get that together and then they're rocking the bb tag oh man it's great it's yeah it's, it's plus a good idea. we really like green in the beard brothers oh green is great i know there's <laughs> so much green everywhere all right we got another question uh two months from now how do you see yourself making money still crafting house market high level pve events um i plan uh, on doing uh, oh sorry go ahead i'm just gonna say all of the above probably yeah we have a lot of people that are dedicated crafters and there's going to be no shortage. I mean, heck, there's a thousand people on the server right now. And I'm own if he's in chat and listening still. Um, thousand people last I heard. I don't know how many are on there right now, but there's a lot, a lot of need of gear. And right now you go in and you see like, oh look, there's five macing staffs, so or there's five sets of armor. That's just five. There's a thousand people. One thousand thirty-one on this chart right now. So that's absurd. So there's going to be a need for gear. Um, myself, I have zero patience for crafting. I get really bored. I feel like I'm letting my guild members down by not running dungeons. So I'm going to be doing high level PVE. Yeah, I think uh, there is a lot of players on here. And we hit over 1100. Definitely crafting is a big part of it. I'm going to try, but that grind is crazy. I don't know that I ever finish it. But more power to players that do. I, right? I do love the vendor system though. So I will probably find a way to feed a vendor, but it might be through something like treasure hunting or, or fishing or pirating in a, in a boat, something like that. You know, we get drops I could put on a vendor. The thing that's interesting about the uh, outlands is everything is, has a purpose when you're killing a monster and you skin it or you kill um, anything. And there's like a magic weapon on it. Everything has a point, has a purpose. So even as like we have people that are like, I can't donate much or I want to help out the guild. All I have is this leather. Is that okay? And I'm like, fuck yeah, that's okay. You know, anything that can be used is necessary. And in Outlands, especially it's, it's even more so because of how not rare everything is, but how intensive everything is. So it, it, every little bit counts. 
And you don't need to sit there and think about like, oh, how am I going to make money? It's just just through adventuring, you're going to be able to make money. All right, back to launch. So we got two houses and the mm-hmm. hillstone down, and we put we put a house down. What's that city in the northeast you put down for the uh, the trade the vendor house? Uh, that's uh, of uh, Andaria. Andaria. Okay, I, I I didn't realize that was a big trade hub. I, I guess because the city's really easy to use. It's right there. Yeah, you go to the UO Outlands vendor marketing thing, the, the mm-hmm. Discord, and you just see everyone has an Andaria house in there. So I guess that, that might end up being a big uh, market trade hub. Yeah, it was funny. We uh, Before launch, my captains, I felt so bad for the three of us. Uh, my two captains were Grizzly Ghost and Stormy. Uh, I'm sure you guys know who those two are. Oh, yeah. And we... We went back and forth for weeks on like where do we want to put our guild house. And it was because there were so many good spots and so many things that really made sense. But yeah, and Daria is one of those amazing ones. Well, I guess the, the guild house importance can you can kind of put that in a scenic thing and then you kind of want a vendor house somewhere where you know where the market's gonna be. But you can get a nice big guild house somewhere that's just really pretty. What do you think you did? You got yours right by a waterfall. Yeah, no, we um when I first was running around exploring on stream, I saw that spot and I was like, heck yeah, this is exactly, exactly where I want to go. So it was, we wanted it away from where we can have enough where we can gather, where you can group, we can have events. You know, if we wanted to do a sparring tournament, excuse me, we can easily do that there without having to worry about too many people or too many houses and room for us to grow beard city. So. Yep. City. City, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, that's one thing that's awesome roads. about this guild is there are beard puns for everything. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. The beard. I have to I get told a lot to tone it back. That some people are like, Carl, it's getting a little outrageous. I'm like, no. If uh, you guys look at our t-shirts, the beard brother t-shirts, oh my god, they get outrageous. There's some uh there's a lot of them on there. I forget. I, I hopped in Discord and I said something, and you did. You did a big long thing. Power of the beard. Uh, beard will unite us. Uh, with beard is beard one. This was like ready? a three sentence thing, and I was. Oh my god, this is so good. I can and say I read, for you guys if you want. It's amazing. <laughs> I read it to my wife, and she was like, "Oh, you have to get this killed." And she she usually half listens to things that I talk about gaming, and and then sure a day later she's like, "Did you get in that guild?" I was like. Yeah, I got. I had to tell them I was interested. Yeah, she was a fan after reading that one line. For for a couple of days, I thought I had joined the RP guild, and it was just all about beard <laughs> RP. <laughs> oh, uh, and then you always get the question: uh, Do I have to have a beard you know? every day, at least a hundred uh, times? No, it's your inner beard that matters. <laughs> it's what's inside that counts. It's if you have the beard on the inside, that's all that matters. It's because we are the beard. We only uh, uh, we we need only faith in the beard. For is the beard that will sustain us. We trust the beard. For is it the beard and the beard alone that will lift us up? Ah, there you go. Yeah, we like, we do have some females in the guild, and they don't have beards, but they they have that inner beard. There are beard sisters, man. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Everyone is welcome. The beard brothers. Yeah. If you if you happen to be a lady with an actual beard, that's cool too. I mean, you, you know, more power to you. Do you got it? Yeah, to each its own. If you got it, rock it, yo. <laughs> All right. So how else do you feel the, the launch went? I mean, I think it was really stable. Well, it, I had a little bit of, a little bit of lag, but then it kind of went away. But I, I wasn't on as long as you guys were. So, um, You know, there was lag, but to be honest, for 
any website or anything that just opens up and to get bombarded by, I think it was 800 players on launch that was there. It held up really well. There was one crash right away. And then after that, it was a little laggy, but within 20 minutes, it was good. There was like no issues. Oh yeah. I mean, the lag did not kill me. So I was happy. Yeah. And we ran through an area that had a lot of things that could kill us. And I was terrified as we were running to the place where we were grinding gold that we were just going to get like murdered because the lag was going to go. People are going to get disconnected. Everybody was just going to get screwed. Oh, man. Well, and you had this nice diagram for here. Go here. Meet here. Take this moon gate. Then we're going here. Then we're going here. And so I'm, I'm following it. I get fucking lost. And <laughs> I'm trying to meet up with Mind Trip. And he's he's being patient, waiting on me. And then I die. Can't find my corpse. So I rolled a, I rolled a new guy, finally met him. And then we got to the place and, and got, got going. Um, yeah, I died right away. <laughs> Even with a you man, me exactly what to go do. I, we were probably live for 10 minutes. We got to the spot and I was the first person to die in the group. So I understand, man. Don't worry. Uh, I was yeah, like, I wonder you, if I had server first feel better. <laughs> yeah. I think I had better. server first death. I wasn't sure, but I, Ran to the group. There was a mage, and I was like, you know what? If we all jump this mage, we'll kick his ass, and we won't have to worry about it. Yeah, it didn't work so well. Zap, zap, dead. Yeah, we we went to the Ratman, which is, I think, a good call because you pumped up your resist really early, but you had to be extra careful. Yeah, we we ran. God, we ran tests for two months, three months um, of different places that we wanted to go for launch, and we went through all kinds of different. Um, iterations of like how we were going to be trying to do this and the first time that we went to that island we went to it was we ran there first without any resist and we got destroyed so we tried it uh the, the day before earlier where we just did the ratman and our skills were insane but we had no money so that's when we decided to do the ratman first get the skills up and then go down yeah it worked really well um you guys got there before me because I kept waiting for Nate, but that was cool. Um, he was still learning some stuff. And uh, when I finally got there, man, you guys had it like worked out and you had, you had fi- found essentially a secret island. I won't disclose where it's at, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure a few players have found it by now. Um, so we were on this island just farming to ourselves, and that's how we got the houses down because we didn't have much competition there. We had yeah, an entire day of uncontested farming. We had no, we had one person come to the island, and that was like after we already placed the first house. House, so we were we were good to go. Um, and then it was great too because it allowed us to be able to have just have a lot of uh, freedom to learn and freedom to experience everything. Yeah, that's a good call because there's definitely a lot of dust to shake off, even and and the anxiety of having however many guys you had there 10 14 there trying to coordinate all that yeah we had i think it was oh god let me see if i have that spreadsheet open still we had a couple groups going we had at least i want to say 18 people total um because we had the beard brothers were the main group and then we had our stubble beards that were running around outside of the group and we had yeah so it was almost i want to say almost 25 people total launch day what was really sweet is we had a runner on horseback that would bring us um, whatever we needed, bandages, you know, um, kindling or whatever. And then we would give them all the gold to take it back and bank it. So we could just keep grinding. It worked really well. 
Yeah, we wanted to make sure that we didn't get interrupted. And uh, the biggest thing was horses because they're expensive. And where we originally wanted to go was inside of a dungeon. But we originally uh, pretty quickly found out that that's just not going to work. Um, so what we did is we ended up um, having someone do a camper and then they would be able to hike back to town and get drop off all our gold and stuff. And we had one guy in the guild, Stormy, uh, and he was just going nuts. I don't, I don't know if he's a machine, but uh, he he bought his house by himself like the first day. Yeah, Stormy had a. He was kind of our contingency plan for. There was two things we didn't want to do. We didn't want to get griefed. We didn't want to um, disclose how much money we got because we didn't want someone stealing the house deed. Um, so what we had is Stormy had his own plan that he was going to do and he was going to go off. But the problem with Stormy's plan is it took time, took a lot of time. So we had, he couldn't do it on his own because if he was just by himself, it would have been like three, four hours before he was ready to go. And that we were afraid the vendor house was going to be gone. So, but he was our contingency. So we would grind our gold and everything extra he'd be able to provide. So that way we would be able to buy our house before everyone thought we were going to. After we got the first house, he was ready to go. And then that dude just went ape shit. Stormy went ballistic on it. And he just, I think he's still the number one earner. Two days ago, it was 400,000 something. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That dude's ridiculous. Yeah. Some, so, some people play this game on another level. I think I've made 6,000 gold. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, it, I've, been, it, I've been busy with work this week too, but. See, I had the pleasure of having a week off of vacation this week. So I've been able, my family's been nice about letting me neglect them as I've played this game ridiculously a lot. But I go back to work next week. So, so the name of the newbie island keeps slipping my mind. I always call it newbie island, but um, shout out to those guys that were there beating on the, um, the uh, NPC, the gray NPC dummies. Um, those dummies have put in some work this week. Uh, there's gotta be like 400 <laughs> people down there beating on them t- every day. <laughs> oh, I think man. if they had one thing they could have done better was like, right as you spawn, literally be like, don't go macroing. Don't go beating up these dummies. Go play the freaking game, you know, go experience it. Yeah. I, but, I'm guilty of having a second and third account beating on the dummies, but I did play the, the first account. That's all. I'm actually going to go show that on stream right now. See if there how many people are. Oh, yep. Oh, God. Yeah. So <laughs> I keep telling people in uh, new player on the official for, um, official discord, the new player channel, um, the uh, control shift trick. So you can like pull out that gray bar. You know, uh, mm-hmm. there were so many people beating on that poor dummy. Um, no one could target them if if they were new to the game. They just didn't know what to do. Yeah, I had I had talked a buddy of mine into trying the game at, at launch day. He had never played Euro, and, and that was a bad idea. I wish I'd told him like a week later. Come experience uh, it when it's done. Yeah, <laughs> he was he's okay. I have this cert. I, I'm supposed to give it to this guy. You know, how do I give it to him to train this skill he wanted? And I'm trying to, you know, okay, just drag it onto him. Yeah, it's just simple things that you take for granted in Euro as being easy and intuitive but they're they're not for someone that has never played it mm-hmm. and uh, yeah and, and i think uh the game probably needs like a tutorial of some sort you know that. i i doubt that it ever will but that's something i want to like my I, again i don't mean to keep plugging the freaking beard brothers but that's something that i really want to do like i stand in shelter island and i'll hand out food 
Um, I'll ask people if they have any questions or help. I'm very frequent in the guild forums to make sure if anybody has any questions or they need help that we're looking for ways to help anybody. Now, in many ways, this is the most open or most easiest for a new player to get into. It has a lot of features that are, are pretty good for new players so as far mm -hmm. as the UI and the, and the gumps and the help menu and the Atlas itself camping. Yeah, Atlas is great. Uh, a lot of that stuff is, it just needs kind of a, a guided first 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I, I think Owen mentioned something about them working on that. Oh, he, oh, just, he, said there, it's he just said it's in the works. Yeah. There yeah. It is. Um, I thought it was a great new player experience, but that's coming from me. Um, I had no yeah, idea what goes through a newbie's mind. You know? That's what you vets forget. You know, you there's a lot that goes on when you first jump into this game. You're literally put there, and then here you go. I think there's like 64 skills, and good luck, have fun, motherfuckers. That's all you get. It's just there's <laughs> nothing to it. It's like what works together, and then especially on this shard, how everything actually on this shard it makes much more sense because when you think about like fishing, helping you know, being able to use a spear, um, but I Owen's talk about it now is being able to bring in and retain new players to treat this like this is a new game, you know, and yeah. to not an old game. Well, he can't underestimate or, or that trailer is really good. I showed it to my brother who never doesn't play memos, doesn't, uh, he plays Counter Strike and, and Call of Duty. And, but he loves pixel art games too, the indie pixel art games. I showed him that trailer for, for UO mm -hmm. and, instantly oh when does that come out i want to play that but uh I i'd hate to drop him in without me like right over shoulder coaching him you know yeah there's i felt bad that we had a couple of people that were on launch that were asking for help or and asking you know new player questions and we were trying to help them and talk to them get them into the game but it was just really difficult right at the beginning but it was it was very it can be very intimidating at first at least it doesn't have the Eve learning curve. Oh God. I've got, got that going for it. <laughs> I, I, I play Eve, but I, I don't, I still don't know what I'm doing half the time. I end up dying. Yeah. Someone ends up killing me. So I had the thought this week. I was like, I don't really like to keep these new players. Cause for every new player we get, they may bring a friend in and you could grow exponentially. So I've been trying to put in a little time over there in the new player section of discord. Um, I'm still learning myself, so if I don't answer, I'm listening, and I'll look up what I can, but there's a few things I haven't figured out where to look up yet, so still working on it. I know. Yeah, I'm yeah. doing the same thing. I am i don't spend as much time in Discord as Owen seems seems to do, but I, uh, whenever I do <laughs> no hop one in does. here, I'll, I'll swing by the new player and see if I can answer a question or two, or the client launcher. I think I've gone through, I've run through every issue you can on one of my five computers, so... I have a pretty good idea how to fix most launcher issues, which is probably my biggest gripe of launch is the uh, having to drop in a brand new EXE file. I don't, they just did that today where everyone has to put in a brand new Outl a UO Outlands EXE file. That is the screaming inside of his head right now. <laughs> it's so weird. And, and like uh, we just, we showed uh, one of our buddies finally got the game to work. And he is the worst to get anything technical. And I'm going to have to tell him to drag an EXE file over to get back in the game. I mean, it's doable. I just wonder why the launcher doesn't update and patch itself right. I think what it was is that they were talking about it when it happened, that they needed to do 
um, a it was like an emergency fix. And Owen saying, you just have to double click it. But I think what it was <laughs> is that they couldn't do just they didn't want to do just a patch for that right away. I'm guessing. I don't know. Um, but I think it was an emergency fix. I know the launcher. I remember Luthis saying that he was going to be updating it soon. Yeah, I think I had it at one point install a whole new directory inside my directory. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, uh, I, I fixed that. But okay, if you can just get that new exe and double click it from wherever it is and have it fix the game, yeah, that's 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 fine, I guess. I think he said, yeah, I think that's what he's saying. Yeah. Yep. Anything else about launch that you guys want to cover? Or? <laughs> I'm going to jump in here. Oh yeah, <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> How's it going, Owen? Oh man, we need to have a postmortem about launch. I've got so much to say, <laughs> so much to talk about. I think we're going to host <laughs> yeah, something will. tomorrow, actually, on um, Expo's Twitch. We'll have sort of a question and answer period about launch and just talk about how things have gone and our biggest regrets and what we've changed. So I'll save most of that for tomorrow. Yeah, I had thought about asking <laughs> you on, but I was like. You and um, Luthius took the whole week off work. I'm sure you guys are busy. So I just <laughs> left. I just busy. left you alone. We're always busy. I think honestly, I didn't expect or have any understanding of what it would be like to run a shard this busy. But I think we're kind of over the initial hump, and most of that hump was directly related to tech support, which is definitely my biggest regret. Is all of this patched server shenanigan bullshit, to put it lightly. Uh, if yeah. I could have done anything differently, it would have been to have the patch server located somewhere else off the bat. That's what that initial lag was caused from. When we first opened the shard, it was hundreds of people downloading the game for the first time at 11 o'clock. And <laughs> the patch server obviously takes up way more bandwidth than the game does itself. I mean, I think the the game server could literally run on like a cable connection. It's using such little bandwidth right now, but the patch server takes so much. So in that three-hour period between when we launched and when we had the patch server up and running, we, I, I completely missed launch. I moved the patch server to a brand new server, reloaded everything. We had to recode it to point it to a new IP, get it up and get it out to people because for some reason the updater stopped working at that point because the patcher has always auto-updated. And the version that we had to release didn't auto-update. So... It was just one snowball effect after another. But now we have it to a place where, I mean, I think I've distributed that patcher to probably hundreds of people now. And as long as you download that new EXE that we released on the website and put into the announcements channel, you'll be good to go. So just double click that EXE. It'll auto update the patcher. We'll follow the registry key that you have. If you have any issues, talk to Civ. I mean, talk to me and uh, I'll help you out. But yeah, it's been a pain, but it's working now. So we're <laughs> sailing from here hey, on out. No, this has been a great launch. I mean, we all have been able to get in and play our characters and progress them. And not many games, even things that should launch okay, because they've been around a long time. I'm thinking like an Arc Age relaunch recently, the Darkfall games. Those were all shit shows the first week or two. Yeah, so, all things considered, this, this launch has been extremely extremely smooth i think from the inside we're seeing a bit of a different perspective but from the player's perspective i think it's gone quite well we definitely have some latency issues the website is driving me crazy right now it's way too slow so is the wiki so it's frustrating to get information out to people but all of that's under control and in the works and people are working on it so it's just a matter of fine-tuning those aspects of things in terms of ddos we haven't been attacked knock on wood 
So that was unexpected, but appreciated. So thank you to whoever didn't pull that trigger. <laughs> um, we had a few funny bugs, but thankfully Luthius was around. Uh, the main one was, we. you might have noticed if you were playing, we had a one minute countdown, like, oh, server's going down and just shut it off. Because I got a message from a, a nice Australian guy who said, hey, can we jump on voice for a second? I found a bug. So I hopped on voice with him and he said, so I found a gold dupe. And I went, oh, shit. Uh -oh. oh, no. <laughs> Here we go. So immediately took the shard down. Within 45 minutes, we had a complete fix for it. And it was up and we audited everything. And he was the only one who had discovered it. And thankfully, we were able to proceed. But it basically allowed you to make endless bank checks. Oh, man. So that was a good catch. That was the main thing. But for all things considered, it's been extremely smooth. And our numbers continue to grow. I think, here, I'll tell you right now, there are 1,052 players online, and we really haven't dropped below a steady 1,000. Today, we hit 1,200, so the shard continues to grow at a rapid pace, and I'm getting hundreds of messages a day from people saying, like, man, this is the best UO's ever been. We're having so much fun. Thank you so much. And I'm telling all of my friends, people who you know played OSI 15 years ago are coming through and saying, now, where have you been? Like, this is everything we've been waiting for. This looks amazing. And they're coming back. So the next step is just to retain, move forward, and keep great content coming out. Yeah, anyway. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep growing. Uh, I don't think you're done seeing record numbers yet. Yeah, the, we're, we're hopeful for sure. I think it's, it's pointing in the right direction. There's, if you look historically at charts that have big launches, they continue to grow, and population begets population. Sadly, a lot of people don't really even care about the content so long as there are people to play with. But I think we've hit a really nice balance between people to play with and great content. So it's a, it's a good mix of success moving forward, hopefully. Well, thanks for hopping on and, and setting it straight. <laughs> yeah, sorry about the patcher. Man, I pulled my hair. I mean, I don't even have any hair, but I pulled my hair out for for three straight days. And I think I team viewered into about 500 people's computers to set up their game and got well, them all in. I was, was one of them. It was endlessly frustrating for me. I could have killed the guy that built it, but you know, we're all doing this for the love of the game and hopefully it's smoother moving forward. Killed the guy that built it. Who built it? Forspire. <laughs> okay. Who I'm grateful for, you know, he's a very talented developer and he literally worked three days straight to get us back on track from where it was to where we are now. And, you know, he doesn't ask for much and he's a stay-at-home dad programmer who has, you know, a similar love for the game as we do. But it was certainly, there were times when I felt like he was sabotaging us, to be honest. I was ready to, you know, call a hit. Alas, there we are. <laughs> Anyway, I'll let you keep going. Thank you very much for joining Outlands and, and giving it a shot for launch. And we should have a fix tonight that alleviates a bit of this movement lag that we're noticing, especially with pets. So there will be a reboot at some point once Luthius gets all that code together. He's a beast. Yeah, he's amazing. He, he went back to work today, sadly. But I oh, think no. he programmed for Outlands all day. <laughs> 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 anyway, have a good night, guys. See you later. See you later, brother. Yeah, Thanks, man. That's the beauty of a live podcast. We get to have the developer hop on and 
and uh, give us live feedback. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. funny watching him talk into uh, in chat. You could just see it was just tearing at him. He's just screaming at this well, mic. This, this is going to be 99% glowing. I just wanted to drop in one complaint. <laughs> and I know you're <laughs> screaming about it. <laughs> so we got anything else to, about launch before we move on to the next topic or? Um, I really can't say enough for how well I thought launch went for something that was just launched and it, it went so well. I think the beard brothers, you guys did fantastic. If any of you are watching this, holy shit, I'm so appreciative of everything that you guys did. Um, both you two, my trip and natural. I really appreciate everything you guys did for us. Uh, you, without you guys, we couldn't have achieved our goals. So I really appreciate, um, I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, my my oh, yeah. one hour in in on the Ratman. Without that, we never would have had two houses down. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I propelled mind trip to the next eight hours with you guys. Yeah, you did. Um, those Ratman are tough to solo because of the stupid mages. Okay, what's our next topic here? Um, we have we had some patch notes. Uh, there's not much in it really to cover, so maybe we'll have more next week. I think the really only interesting in, thing in here is that. In the everyone's been on the small houses and they put a fix in or I guess a tweak in to where a chain lightning, meteor swarm, or an earthquake can't reach into the house and AoE players macroing. Or or just being in their house, I guess. Yeah. Um, and that's that that was a thing on real poor. I remember getting jacked with real poor like that. So I guess yeah. making small houses uh, usable is, is cool. So I've heard um Owen talk to people in chat about that and you know He's just wanting to give those new players a uh, good experience and not make these small houses useless. So overall, it's it's, it's great. It's just there's a little <laughs> there's a few PKs kind of pissed off, but you know, I, th I think there's more of the few vocal minority that are angry about it compared to the rest that are probably very happy over it. Uh, myself, I'm very happy over it. One of the biggest annoyance to me. Like you're in your house and you're organizing and someone comes up and earthquakes you and they just it pisses me off. I'm glad that my house is a safe zone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you work hard for it and you want it to um, be that way. And these houses these houses are costing a lot of money. We need to get some good use out of them. Yeah, yeah. And especially if in the small one, you're not really like you don't have any safe spots like in a big house uh you might be able to go to the top left corner and avoid and be able to work around but in a small house you're just a sitting duck you either walk out get murdered or you die in your house and then they can sit there and grief you but at least here now you're safe uh were they able to loot your body through the uh through the house that way or no no you'd have it's not line of sight so you won't be able to do it so even so if you died in your house my original plan was is to get like another house and kind of um, keep my second account in that house at all times and call them grandma and just put grandma in the guest house and, and let people <laughs> kill her and kind of distract them. There you go. <laughs> get, give me a second to, you know, protect myself. Little dummy, dummy over there. Be like, Here you go. <laughs> so we'll now I don't have to put grandma in the guest house. Yeah, no, you're good. You should be safe. I'm really happy that that's a change in there. I know, like I said, I know some PKs are really upset, but I think it's a vocal minority. All right. Our next topic is builds. Uh, I think you're you're the expert we know for summoners. <laughs> um, there's, there's probably other people out there that know summoners more. Also, you had a pretty interesting pirate build. Maybe talk about that. And if you've got any kind of new bro... I got to eat term um, new bro, new player builds that, that they should use when they, when they hop on maybe. 
So the summoner build, we'll start with that one there. Um, it, in my opinion, is probably one of the most powerful builds that exists. Um, if you guys don't know, in Ultima, on the eighth level spells, you can summon a demon. In Outlands, you can take Spirit Speak and you can charge up these Spirit Stones. And these Spirit Stones kind of, I guess, fuel your summons. And you can summon, uh, what is it? A Elder Demon or an Elder Elemental. And then if at a full spell or 50% of a spell stone, you can summon a Ancient Demon. Um, you have to be over a certain level of Spirit Speak. I want to say it's GM spirit speak to do an ancient but they are ridiculously strong they are at least three to four times more powerful than a regular summon and uh we did oh man i probably did two or three streams of where i was just playing as that uh that summoner and we were able to go down almost to every bottom floor with ease and protect every beard brother that we had um the main part is is that we had we had oh what was it the the uh, Provo on there. So we had Provo uh, provoking and we also had discord and that build is just fantastic. So you're able to control the, you're able to control what's going on in the battle. So you can keep aggro on your pets and then you can uh, peace make ones that are not, that aren't too, that aren't close enough to you. You're able to discord them, which makes them weaker and it just works so fantastic. And the best part is when they die, you just summon them again and away you go. And when you're killing high level mobs, boom, you're able to keep resummoning them. Oh, so this is a, like a bard summoning hybrid type of thing. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. It is probably the most fun I've had. I never really used a bard that much before. I've used it on a bard Dexter. I did a stream of that too. And it's fun, but it wasn't like some of the mobs towards the end were, were really hard to piece or really hard to discord. But if you have those summons there, they take the aggro off of you. And then you're able to let them take the punches as you're trying to piece or discord them over and over. You know, I just had the thought it'd be cool if um, Necromancy's added, added to PV, PVE eventually and you could combine it with summoning and summon some like skeletal demons or something. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. I would love that. I'm really into the demons. Um, I play dungeons and dragons with Nate sometimes. And, uh, as a joke, I always PayPal him $6 and 66 cents to help pay for the D and D modules. Oh, nice. <laughs> yep. Hell Satan. Uh, <laughs> That's going to get clipped. That's all it's going to be. Is <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, no, that's an awesome build. I, I didn't play with Summoner in beta, mainly because I wanted beta to be very brief, like what I'm going to do at launch. And I mm -hmm. want to discover things through play when the game was out. So I think I'm, I'm leaning. Uh, I want to make a bard next, but I've been leading also Summoner or uh, just an actual tamer. I may make all three and then pick one and go. So. You know, Tamer, I I, re I just started that today, and I don't... It's so boring, man. I would do a summoner. I would at least go play with Majory, and you get to run around and have some more, but it... Goddamn, Taming is boring. So boring. Yeah, you're not its biggest fan. <laughs> Although, no. when you play on, on other shards or, or on the official, man, Tamers are everywhere. 
Yeah, it's because they're so overpowered, but they there's no real balancing that's gone on on the original ones. They keep adding, but they don't balance stuff. And on here, they balanced it. And they made it so they're they're powerful, but they're not overpowered. They there's a lot of AOE attacks you got to watch out for that can hit you before you would send your dragon onto a um, onto a mob, and then that mob would sit there and just smack at it the fire breath would only hit that but now there's an aoe attack so if you're sitting there trying to heal then it would the aoe attack would hurt you and if you weren't wearing armor you didn't have healing then you were screwed so it made you redo kind of rethink um rethink how you were going to have your build oh okay because if you like on my uh my uh, tamer build i have healing for the fact of how am i going to heal myself if i take majory then that's another point that i need to waste and i have to carry regenance it's just it's too much on official osi um people will start a tamer and um put all this gear on that gives them points in taming so they end up with like 85 90 points in taming and they just roll the character so that's one reason you'll see so many tamers on the official shard now yeah all right let's talk about this uh the pirate build you made because what one, <laughs> one cool thing is just all the various skills that they they put in here and and one of them is what they've kind of told you the alchemy mm-hmm. and the the use you can get out of pots now and i was watching you pirate with this thing throwing those explosion pots uh across the other ship and it looked like a lot of fun plus you had two demons with you <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it was uh, uh it was along the the it was along the um oh what is it the the summoner build um it was we i wanted to come out with the best pve pirate build possible and so we sat on stream and we took what i thought was like the best skills i'm like you know we'll we'll i'm getting told on stream right now that i hate tamers so <laughs> they heard me, they're it's all okay. like We'll get a tamer guy on here and we'll hear all about taming. Uh, you should get stormy. He'll, he'll be like, Carl knows nothing. It is the best on earth. Oh, they left their pet in front of me. Oh no. Um, so it was, we wanted, I wanted to find out like what would be the best pirate build? Like what could we do to be the ultimate? Like yar, I'm a pirate, you know, send you to Davy Jones locker in all that stuff. And so we tried all kinds of different builds. We tried poison, but what came out to be the best was, alchemy and uh spirit speak uh so you would summon ancient demons and they would take most of the aggro and do a shit ton of damage and then in between you would sit there and throw pots and you would also use a crossbow and you would sit there and you just shoot them and you can heal through alchemy you can heal through the major little majory we had and then the demons were doing it so not only were we doing you were hucking arrows. We had demons going. We had poison on them. We were throwing pots at them. It was just, it was a fantastic build. It worked so well. It was a lot to juggle though, too. Watching you juggle all that. Uh, oh, yeah. It was so many hotkeys and buttons. It's not very clear, too, what what is allowed to go over to the other boat and what what doesn't work. And I, You probably have figured that out by now, but because you can't do aoe spells but then you were able to do the demons um you can't do you can't melee obviously but your your bow and arrow or your crossbow is working you can melee um so i don't know if you noticed when we were doing when you get the uh the guns or the uh hold down to a certain level it says you're able to board and then you can actually board and send the boarding party over 
and then you're able to go melee them down to death. Yeah, that, that would take uh, probably an entirely different set of skills, though. Um, oh, me well. and Nate failed horribly at boarding. It's yeah. hard to do it simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> you well, need you really need to make sure you send your followers over first. Yes, that's what happened. I was landing, and the mind trip's going. I can't get over. I can't get over. Like, Fucking get over now! You got to heal me. <laughs> What's the follower? <laughs> we didn't have any followers at the time. We were we were doing a little quick thing. We didn't have time to do all that. So you can get a crew um, of followers, NPC followers, and every boat has so many that you can have depending on what size. And they have different skills, like there's pirates there that might be better at boarding. There's uh, gunners that are better that help with your shooting. Um, you can get medics that help with heals on the boat. There's all kinds of different ones you can get. Um, you can obtain them through sinking boats, or not sinking boats, through uh, killing all the crew members on a boat boarding them and then in their hold they might have a crew member or through the begging skill you have a chance of begging uh, certain members to come be part of your crew i'm just waiting for uh phoenix to come come at me with a boat and he's like he's like running two or three npc boats at me as well somehow <laughs> it then drops aggro on me and i'm <laughs> taking his shots plus three npc boat shots uh, you know, I remember Phoenix's guild back on Ancorp 2. They owned the seas. And I was very clearly warned once. I went to their house and he was like, if you're on land, you're a friend. But as soon as we see you out on seas, I'm going to kill you. And I was like, oh, all right, fair enough. And sure enough, we ran a dungeon once. And then the next day we're out on a boat. They sank our fucking ship. I remember. Yeah. I'm uh, staying away from the ocean for a while. I got to see how um, how many people get out there first. And at least um, there'll be some cannon fodder to I'm just saying them while i go out you know we got our ship already so beer brothers are going to be on the sea soon oh yeah yeah oh no <laughs> <laughs> be prepared uh the last build question we had was a good starter build uh what should a, a new player hop on if you've never played the game before a standard dexer is probably the best it's the simplest in terms of being able to take a any kind of just a ba basic character and just click on something and it dies. And then a simple healing mechanic just by clicking yourself. If you've kind of understand a little bit about Ultima online, then I'd probably play a Dexter Bard. The ability to crowd control and um, mitigate how much you're fighting is very useful. And I think a lot of people has a lot of people overrate how how hard the mobs can come onto you in the aggro range but peacemaking makes it so you're able to manage what happens and you can solo a lot of things with peacemaking and uh provoking yeah very nice uh, i I'm, i made a warrior i think i ran a peacemaker dexter in beta and I, I didn't do it for launch and i may go i may go back to the prevalia zoo and add a little bit to one of my warriors but uh, i haven't yet so I keep seeing these new mages and they're like, Hey, uh, I, I blew out my uh, spell stone and I don't have any money for eggs. What, what do I do now? And uh, unfortunately the answer is a uh, roll of warrior. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe Owen can put a gump and it's like when they, when they click the mage template, it could say, are you sure? Are you really sure you want to pick a mage? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's majory on the servers. It's not, a, it's not hard, but the, the skill gain is slow and the regenerates are hard to come by. And what's nice is that you have, if you have a 
Dexter to support it, you can do a mage, but mages should be one of the probably your third or fourth character, I would say. I probably want to do it as my first. Yeah. Man, Carl, thanks for hopping on here and and uh setting aside some time to talk to us and tell us about how launch went and everything beard brothers and the power of the beard. <laughs> uh, hanging out and talking to you. Uh we'll have to get you back on. I think sure. once we're a little further in. Yeah, no, thank you very much for uh, having me. I really appreciate the chance to uh, talk about the Beard Brothers and talk about everything that's going on and uh, means a lot. So thank you very much, gentlemen. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad launch turned out great, too. You guys got some good property and uh, guilds going strong. I think they're 90 something members now. Oh, no, we're over that now. How many are we at? Um, 124 at the moment. Oh, so uh, Pop Carl, you want to give a quick uh, uh, plug to your guild uh, for new players maybe looking for a home? Sure. Um, Yeah, if you guys want. um, My name is Pop Carl. I run the Beard Brothers. We're a PvE guild on Ultima Outlands, and we're here to help you guys. We're here to help everybody, whether you're in the guild or not. But if you are new to the game or you're thinking about getting into the game or, heck, you just want a guild to roll with, come join us. You can find me on Discord under Papa Carl or if you're... uh, um, if you just search for me, you'll be able to find me there. And yeah, if you guys want to come have fun, roll with us, just let me know. Love to have you. And uh, all we ask is that you understand your beardy ways about helping everybody and wanting to enjoy Ultima. We don't like toxicity in our environment and we don't tolerate it at all. So yeah, don't forget to, to mention your Twitch too. Oh yeah. So uh, twitch.tv slash Papa underscore Carl. If you guys want, come watch me on there. I stream three to four times a week and we get into shenanigans, either random builds or dungeon runs or God, what was it the other day? We did a 20 minute AMA because the shard went down. But yeah, twitch.tv under, uh, slash Papa underscore Carl. And you put all those up to YouTube too. I, that's what I've been doing. I'll catch maybe one a week live and then usually I'll watch them while I'm bored at work. Yep. If you actually, if you search uh, UO Outlands, I'm actually on the video part after Owen's launch video, number two, and then uh, Papa Carl on Twitch, uh, YouTube as well. You want to take us out, Mind Trip? Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll try and get this episode up in the next couple of days. Uh, oh, we are going to record every Thursday live at 9 p.m. Central, which is 7 Pacific. Did I get that right? Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So we have a set time, a set date that may vary depending on the, if we get a guest that's European or something, we, we make, you know, we change it up for them to have them on the show. We uh, tentatively, we have, we have Jaden for next week. That's assuming his schedule lines up. He is the current developer on the fork for Orion on uh, UO Outlands. So we'll have lots of client talk. Plus, you know, I'm sure he's got some, some good UO stories to share too. So. Yeah, Jaden's a really cool dude, and um, I'm I'm actually pretty excited to listen to that one. See what he has to say about the whole Orion in launch ordeal. Yeah, and and they're working on a C sharp fork that's a cla- called Classic U, I think that's right, which is a hodgepodge of Orion and some other other clients, and it's it'll be the same thing, you know, high FPS. But he's got he's got more help on that than he does with Orion, which is just hmm. him. So we may see that you know, here in a month or two, too. Look forward to it. I think it's going to be, I think Orion is a cool idea. I think the trying to come out with a, a patcher that just a client that works well with outlands. I'm saving myself for, uh, for Orion when 
it gets the total overhaul, but yeah, it looks very promising so far. I'm such a spoiled kid. Like Ultimate of me has a very nostalgic feel to it. And anytime I see it differently, I'm like, what is that? It's like colors. They got to be the way Ultimate was. Yeah. Well, I, I can't uh, leave Steam now that I've gotten used to Loot Grid. Oh, it's amazing. So. <laughs> I'm a child of uh, Razor, so I'm still sticking with Razor for now. It does what I need it to do. All right. Now take us out. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks for joining us. We will see you next week. Same time. Later. Peace. See you later. Thank you.